0: Creative Sandbox Way podcast, episode 140. Creative Sandbox Way! Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, creativity instigator, facilitator, trainer, passion pluralite artist, and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, which you can find at an Amazon near you, here to address all your questions about instigating transformation through play at work and home. Whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie, or you think of yourself as as an artist, as a creative of any kind, or anything in between. No matter how you define yourself, feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life, and it's how you change the world, because that is how it works. Change your life, and the world changes. And guess what? Play Is how we get there. Play is not the opposite of work. Play is how we make work more effective. And wait, whoa, 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 what just happened? (laughs) What just happened? Wait, where's the intro music? Where's Live Creative Now? What's going on? (laughs) Well, I will get to that in a second. First, I want to share a little story of when I was in high school. When I was in high school, my best friend, Julie, had a boyfriend. I don't even remember his name. But I remember that he loved the band Genesis. I don't know if you remember the band Genesis. You may not be old enough to remember the band Genesis, or maybe you you do remember Genesis the band Genesis. But this guy, he loved the band Genesis. Actually, he loved old Genesis. He was very clear about this. He and his friends were devotees, devotees, however you say that word, of old Genesis, old Genesis albums. The newer stuff as far they were as far as they were concerned and this was the mid 1980s yeah mid 1980s so we're talking anything from probably i don't know 1980 onward anything newer than that as far as they were concerned was trash now genesis if you're not familiar with the band other people might have thought that it was kind of experimental, a little bit, a little bit out there, but my friend's boyfriend and his friends, they thought that the stuff that Genesis was recording in the mid-1980s, which was a little bit experimental for a lot of people, they thought it was super commercial, total sellout. And The musicians in that band, who later struck out on their own, Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel, when they split off to make solo solo albums, oh, my God. My friend's boyfriend, they just considered them total commercial whores, really. Totally disgusted with them. This is what fans do. I mean, not all fans, but a lot of fans feel like they own an artist's creation. Like it is as much theirs as the creator's. And I get that. I, I understand that. I Ha- I haven't gotten as much that way as my friend's boyfriend got about Genesis, but I, I understand that. A more extreme version of this is the, the novel and later film, Misery, by Stephen King, <laughs> where the, there's an author in that story, who wrote a series of books and he ends up getting in a car accident early on in the story. I never saw the film. I never read the novel, but I went to see the stage play of this story, Misery and the author gets in a car accident and drunk driving. (laughs) He's just finished the latest of this series of novels and he uh, gets picked up by a nurse who turns out to be like a psychopath. <laughs> and she is a total fan, like complete and utter fan of his work. And she reads the manuscript that he's just finished. And in this manuscript that he's just finished, and she's rescued this guy and he's mangled his leg in this car accident, but she's a nurse, so she's his savior, right? well they're off in the middle of the woods somewhere and spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't read the book or seen the movie and you want to go see it you should not listen <laughs> to the next few minutes because she reads the manuscript and in the manuscript he has he's sick and tired of of writing this character's story he's tired of it so he kills off the character and she just goes ballistic totally goes ballistic and in the stage play and I think in the novel she (laughs) ends up chopping off the guy's leg (laughs) it's not funny it's like it's terrifying it's horrible she makes this poor author's life miserable and she has him trapped he can't get around because he's you know, incapacitated, and she feels like his creation is hers, and he's the author. And so she burns his manuscript and forces him to <laughs> rewrite it. I can't remember it. It was I was so traumatized by watching the stage play. <laughs> it was so traumatic. Anyway, I will never see the film. Kathy Bates played the uh, the the psychopathic nurse. And James Mason, I think it was played the uh, the author. So, so traumatic. I will never see the film. I will never read the book. Stephen King is a fantastic writer. And I just that no, it's too scary for me. Anyway, this is what fans do. And of course, that's that's carried to the extreme. But I've certainly done that. From the fans perspective, feeling like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? I liked what you were doing before. Why did you have to go change? Right? As creators, however, our job is to keep evolving. That is our job. Our job is to stay true to our inner voice and the call of our creative impulses. Now, of course... If there is an audience involved, and we have um, some kind of agreement with with the audience, we're doing it for an audience, then of course, we need to pay attention to our audience. You know, if you're doing it for pay, if, you know, if there's some kind of agreement there, you need to pay attention to your audience. But You have to stay true to your inner voice. Otherwise, what is the point? Otherwise, you're also just going to burn the heck out. All of this is to say, this is preamble, really, because... All of this is to say, if you are wondering what the heck is going on with the podcast, why is the title different? Why am I calling it the Creative Sandbox Way podcast instead of Live Creative Now? Why is the cover art different? What happened to the intro music? Well, I am evolving. For the past several months, I have been working on developing a brand new business. I've mentioned it. On the podcast, I've been building a consultancy to help organizations solve business problems using play-based methodologies. This is actually a direction that I've been wanting to go in for years, years, and it is finally coming to fruition. Finally. Back in October, I got certified in a methodology called Lego Serious Play. And I ran my first practice workshop last month, and I am so phenomenally excited to use Lego serious play methods and materials along with other tools like applied improvisation and photo cards and games and other techniques to run team building workshops and innovation workshops and strategy workshops. And I am really excited to see what else evolves because it will that's the only thing I know for sure is that it will evolve. And as I've been working to develop this new consultancy, I have also been focusing more on bringing guests onto the podcast who are doing interesting things with creativity and play in the organizational world, in corporations and not-for-profits and other types of businesses. And as I've evolved... I have felt like the name and mission of the podcast as it was, was just feeling kind of limited. Now, it's not that my original mission to help individuals live full-color lives is going away. It's totally not going away. Not going away at all. It is just that now that my mission extends to the workplace to and to helping teams and groups in addition to individuals. Um, the title Live Creative Now, while I love the directive in that title, it doesn't feel like it adequately covers what I want to say anymore. And also, I was feeling like I needed a name that... <laughs> that would would tie together the various parts of my business. Like for branding purposes, I felt like I had one business is called living a creative life. And the other business is called the creative, Sa- uh, creative sandbox solutions. That's the name of my consultancy. My book is already called the creative sandbox way. My community, my online community for women is called, the creative sandbox community. And then my podcast is called Live Creative Now. It just didn't make sense that I had all these different names going on. So I've got this B2B arm that serves other businesses. And I've got the B2C arm that serves individuals. And one thing that's consistent between the two different arms is my core creative sandbox philosophy. So It just made sense to simply call my podcast the Creative Sandbox Way Podcast. And so that's what I decided to do. On your end, you may not actually notice a whole lot of difference going forward beyond the fact that, of course, I don't have any intro music yet because, hey, this is a work in progress. Welcome to life. (laughs) And of course, the cover art is different and the title is different. On my end, I got to say, it feels like kind of like the world has opened up. It, I feel this sense of freedom to talk about things that I didn't feel free to talk about when the podcast was called Live Creative Now, strangely enough. And I feel a sense of freedom to invite guests that I didn't feel free to invite on before. Sort of weird. But that's the power of naming. That could probably be its own episode, actually. The power of naming. Metaphors, words, names are very powerful. Something to think about as you proceed forward in whatever is going on in your own world. If there's something that you're feeling a little bit blocked around, maybe there's a way that you can change what you call it. And it could, it could unblock something for you. Anyway, all of this is to say, like everything else, like my new consultancy, Creative Sandbox Solutions, and like my art and like my life and like yours as well, the podcast is evolving. And I don't know yet where it's going to take me. But I'm excited to see, and I hope that you will continue to join me on the journey. And if you have any ideas of things that you would like to see on the podcast, I would love to hear about them. So <laughs> that brings me to something cool for this week. And the something cool for this week is something that I deal with just about every day. But it didn't occur to me until today, to share it on the podcast. And that is the right way to tie your shoes. And I believe that I first encountered this in this little TED Talk, which is about, I think it's about two and a half minutes long. (laughs) It's a two and a half minute long TED Talk by Terry Moore on how to tie your shoes. Now, I'm not going to insult your intelligence and tell you that you don't know how to tie your shoes. I am sh- quite sure that you know how to tie your shoes. My lousy ex-boyfriend, uh, I think it was him who tied his shoes with uh, rabbit ears. He made two rabbit ears and tied those in an in a overhand knot. You don't actually need to do that you can tie your shoes the way that you learned how to tie your shoes probably in kindergarten but you don't actually have to double knot in order to keep them from untying. Here's the thing tying your shoes the way you learned how to tie them in kindergarten you probably learned how to tie them in a way that ends up really being a granny knot and if you just loop around the other way or do your overhand knot the opposite way, one or the other, you will end up with a square knot. And you probably learned at some point in your life that a square knot is much uh, more, you know, a stronger knot than a granny knot. This short little video will show you very clearly the right way to tie your shoes. And it's embedded right on the show notes, which you can find at creativesandboxway.com slash 140. And also I still have livecreativenow.com slash 140. I set that up so that nobody will ever have to (laughs) lose track of the podcast. (laughs) So anyway, that is it. Uh, Hopefully I will have new music at some point. That's the one thing that I haven't managed to have time to do. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of excited to come up with new music for the show. Haven't, Haven't done that yet. But if you have ideas for that, I am all ears. In the meantime, that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, if you're getting a value out of the podcast, share it with a friend. And I would be super appreciative if you would take a moment, hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Again, you know, it's not for my ego, although I really do like getting nice reviews. It it does make me feel really good. And when I'm feeling down and I read a nice review, it does really boost my mood. But the purpose of those reviews is that When somebody is looking for a new podcast to listen to, when they do a search, podcasts that have more reviews show up higher in the search results. So you can actually make a difference for somebody else by leaving a review over on iTunes. If you would like to be considered for the listener spotlight, and yes, I am going to still do those listener spotlights, email me to let me know you left a review. And let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. That is how you apply. Super easy. Leave a review over on iTunes. Let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. Send me that email. And if I pick you, we'll have a really fun, super relaxed conversation and you'll get to be featured on the podcast. Super cool. That is it. Until next time, thanks again for joining me and As always, go get creating!